Welcome to Dig It. Hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. I am the speaker. I'm here as per usual with the sharp edge and Coraline of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Mm-hmm. You feeling refreshed? Ah, oh, not at all. I did feel refreshed. <laughs> Come until on. I, I did feel refreshed until I came back to work. And then I was just like, oh my God. It seems like it got harder since I went away. It was crazy. But well, it was it looked pretty trip. beautiful where you were. It was a really great trip. It was good to get away, but it just was not long enough. Oh no. You need like just a month to fully decompress. I know, right? But yeah. it it I I definitely will be planning some trips back there in the near future at some point. Yeah. So but for now, back to the grind. Back to the grind. We got a lot to cover. <laughs> we do. A lot of good stuff. This is gonna be a primarily positive podcast, which makes me happy. Hmm. Well, that's been a while. I don't know how you guys did last week, but <laughs> we survived without you survived? speaker. Oh, no. <laughs> probably probably even better. I just smashed it out. Well, today uh, we are going to talk about the fight against masking kids, and I think that's going to um, take a a, a bit of the podcast because there's a few different topics on that we want to talk about. Uh, School boards getting served on that topic. Australian kids earn digital licenses for internet use. It's an interesting Mm -hmm. one. Freedom Tucker updates, uh, Freedom Trucker updates, sorry. Uh, New York lifts masks or vax passport mandates for businesses. DHS declares free speech a terror threat, of course. And Biden regime hands out crack kits to people. It's, a, it's an interesting one, too. Yeah, that's feel, an interesting one. I feel like that's a bit of a mock, but. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to have a nice little conversation about that one. <laughs> all right so much going on right now lots of people fighting back why don't um, we talk about some of these um ways people are fighting back yeah i'm loving this i'm loving this so i don't know if there was uh, i know that some states are starting to lift the mask mandates but then schools are choosing not to even if the governors um have removed the mandate and so i don't know if this was because i've been super busy with other things So I caught all of these and I grabbed these, but I don't know if there was some coordinated effort across the country where kids were all like on, on this week, we're all going to stand up because holy cow, it's happening everywhere. So we have this one. We're just kind of showing the video in the background for those listening, um, protest against masks at Maine South high school in Illinois, as they forced kids to mask, despite the mandate having been lifted across the state. So that's one. We can just kind of flip through these. But I mean, that was a lot of kids there. And then we've got in uh, Canada, uh, I lost the headline there. (laughs) In Canada, teens are marching through their school's hallway, chanting no masks and shouting, fuck Biden, or fuck Biden, yeah, I wish. Uh, Trudeau, (laughs) they probably feel (laughs) the same about Biden too, though. So, I mean, it's it's not just in our country. I think I have one in here uh, in Australia as well. And so this one, this is in Washington state. Uh, I think we saw where they were, they were planning this. This may have happened actually last week where they were planning on uh, the high school seniors and uh, 
rally hundreds of students to protest mask mandates. And then what do we got next? And then we've got, uh, oh boy, how do you pronounce that? Stanislaus County. Okay, so this one, uh, here, scroll all the way up. Oakdale, okay. California. Oakdale, California. A little more than 200 students in Oakdale Joint Unified School District went to school without a mask on Wednesday. Oh, and there's one. Did I get, did I send you the one? Here, go to the next one. Did I send you the one where they were locking them in? Let's yeah, see. I got so, the ones where they're locking them in. Mm-hmm. Down. Then we have Ridgefield students protest mask mandates and walk out of class. Uh, that looks like that's that's uh, Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Yeah. And then parents, parents and students protest masks mandates at Rio del Oro Elementary School. Is that in California as well? Yep. Yep, California. Yeah, there was a lot going on in California <laughs> and a lot going on in Illinois too. I didn't find the. Um, clip of it but i know in one place in illinois they literally locked the kids out of the school yeah and like staff were going out there and handing them masks if they wanted to get back in (laughs) and then uh let's see oh yeah yeah. teachers and cal teachers locked students refusing to wear masks in the gym and turned off the heating until the police intervened this was in california yeah scroll up i think there's a picture of that too they um, where'd the picture go? There it is. They literally put, um, locked them in and then they put tables up against the doors. <laughs> I mean, that's, wow. that's so dangerous. Total fire hazard, all kinds of, all kinds of issues with this. Oh, just a little. Just... Absolutely. Yeah. insane. They have gone absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then groups of students, this was in, I believe in Canada. Groups of students about an Alta school who refused to mask barred from entry by staff. I don't know if they have any pictures there, but yeah, yep. a lot of just really awful behavior from these mm-hmm. people who are supposed to be caring for the well-being of our kids. Right. But right. kids are fighting back. Yeah. I mean, if you go in to Google Images and just type in um i don't even remember what my keyword search was there but just search you know kids protest mask mandates there we go and you will find endless images everywhere so this is this is pretty significant this is going on all over yeah it's Um, great to see yeah it's fantastic and, and then we have uh, one of them made it, a uh, school in Illinois made it on uh, Tucker. And oh, yeah. They were, um, we're going we, we're gonna to actually play this one because it's really important what these parents say. This is at a school board meeting um, after Pritzker had lifted the mandate and a judge, I think it was in, in, in some Southern County, had, had already was against the masks and so the parents come in and and yet the schools are are saying you still have to wear them so the parents go to the school board meeting to fight it and and you got to hear what they say here okay i'm gonna switch the sound over one sec school boards do too they're acting like they have complete power over your children in naperville illinois a court just issued a restraining order against governor pritzker's statewide school mask mandate 
The school board simply ignoring it. So on Monday, parents fought back. Why? Why are you continuing to enforce a mandate that has been ruled null and void? This type of evil is exactly what the law was intending to constrain. Yet you continue to perpetrate this evil. The judge's words, not mine. Where's our family choice? You want your kids to wear masks? Then give them masks. You want your kids to take their masks off? Then take their masks off. It really is that simple. You have harmed her so much with this. Everybody talks about, everybody's <laughs> got to be safe, everybody's got to have everything, and we've left so many children behind. She was going to be able to see other kids' smiles, that kids would be able to understand her, and she would stop being picked on because they could not understand her through her mask, because her speech has been delayed even more than her special needs. I will never forgive myself for not fighting more. I feel that I have failed her for not fighting more. They're doing to the school board what the truckers are doing to Justin Trudeau, and let's hope it has the same effect. Keep in mind, they're in that meeting because the school board is ignoring a lawful court order and, of course, blowing off the parents they serve. Now, the answer to all of this is really simple. Strip these reckless morons of their monarchical powers and return this country to democracy. Why is that hard? <laughs> Why is that hard? I like how he put morons in there. Yeah, it's heart-wrenching because it is. It, it's, I mean, we have data out on this now. It's affecting their learning abilities in kids is way down. The uh, speech issues they're having, you know, they need to be able to see people's mouths and expressions. It's just, it's horrific. So it's fantastic to see all these kids protesting against this, you know, all over the world, not, not just in the U.S., yeah, definitely. And I think that this article was actually breaking down the state's mask mandates updated yes. this week. So, yeah. So if you scroll down, um, they're saying the mask mandate ban that's in effect is Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, and Utah mask mandate ban blocked, suspended, or being enforced, not being enforced is Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. And then recently, um, so previously had a mask requirement was Illinois, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. So if we look at the list of the 15 that are left, with the exception of maybe one in there, they're all blue states that are still requiring it two yep. years later. Mm -hmm. This crap should have ended, you know, four months into it. But, but here we are. So little by little, the states are slowly starting to remove this, but the schools and, and businesses, you know, are being assets. I just posted the other day, <clears throat> I'm in a red state right now where nobody's wearing them. And I wanted to take my dog to the vet and they said, I'd have to do it curbside if I don't come in with a mask. I said, no, thanks. I'll find, uh, I'm I'll find another vet. I'm just looking. I just noticed the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, little, uh, banner there on this oh you love that, that we have up. i'm like Gotta wait love that. <laughs> <laughs> support for education week is provided by the bill and melinda gates foundation you don't say <laughs> which is a perfect lead-in for for speaker to talk about what's going on with the schools there that all yeah. ties in globally 
Yeah, oh. real quick though. Um, oh yeah, I forgot this to one. add to um, the mask mandates ending. So this week, Hochul, Governor Hochul out of New York, ended the mandates requiring proof of COVID jab or masks indoors for businesses. And of course, she's claiming this is all to do with our overwhelming success of the COVID response, right? But, <laughs> yeah. But we know the reason. It's really because the public perception is changing, even in New York. Mm-hmm. And we're winning the narrative. And most people just believe that COVID should be, at this point, treated as endemic, something that we live with, just like, you know, with uh, other viruses. And um, she's seeing what's happening in Canada, just to the north of her. Um, and I'm sure that these politicians um, are are squirming right now. Oh, yeah, as soon as they see it swaying too, too much in our direction, they have to step in and control the narrative, whether it's whether it's giving us the win or not, they have to give the appearance that they're the ones who said that, you know, that they're the ones who directed that and controlled that, not us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. You see, like, it, it's interesting what's going on here, and I, I will lead into the digital license uh, for the internet from this, but it's interesting what's, what's going on with masks here. It's very strange. Uh, it's almost like a lot of people have are automatically doing it now without a mandate. Right. And it's trippy. So it's like some places it's 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 like people don't know what the law is anymore or that it's been thrown around so much that so many people are confused and just out of habit they put it on before they go somewhere. Or paranoia. You need to or not, right? Or paranoia. Right. So it's really weird to see this contrast of people that don't care and are doing those things and these other people that automatically before they walk, walk into a shopping center put on a mask it's really strange like wh- mm-hmm. whether that shopping center wants them to do it or not is a different story i mean the signs are still up but they've why? just been social engineering people for two years yeah. until they no longer question it and um they just they just go along and they're afraid of the consequences if they don't they're afraid of being shunned by the you know other people uh, in those public areas that that it's just social conditioning that they've been doing on as brainwashing for two years and sadly some people have probably become comfortable with hiding their face and now they're uncomfortable to remove the mask just like how people when they're out in public will bury their faces in their cell phones and and not look at anyone or have eye contact with anyone you know right so which is disjointing society even more right and pushing uh people into this uh sort of uh, robotic state i guess Mm -hmm. robotic world with less contact with people and you know and and that's that's another bad thing that you brought up before about the about the mask and especially the imperative that it's having on children and right. how hard it is to get them to you know they're not used to facial contact like if you um uh, bring up the other article i had before edge which i was reading into it's really interesting like seeing your child's well-being uh through these masks and how they're growing up in this covid world and it's 
really hard for them to judge expressions and emotions. Right. So they don't know if someone that's coming up to them is friendly or is uh, there to help them or, you know, there to hurt them. They can't really tell. They're not seeing that nuance uh, in their faces. And it's, it's, it's just going to be really sad to see what, how these kids grow up through it. Right. They could have a kidnapper come up to them with a mask on and they think that they're perfectly friendly. Because, well, they can't read social cues, right? Right. And right. kids are really, really good at, at reading emotional. Well, a, a lot of people right. are in general. Um, adults are easier to deal with. I mean, we've gone through that learning process. So we've seen these sort of things. But even in an adult stage, I was reading some comments the other day where there were some older people and their comment was, you know, it's, it's been really hard for me because you know, I'm losing a bit of my hearing and you'd be surprised how much just reading the lips has helped me. Yeah. Right? And now I can't even do that. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, it's raising children to be, and this is, I think, part of the agenda, to be sociopaths. Because they really don't have, um, it, this is part of it, the masks are part of it, but when you can't read emotion and you become detached, you know, you become kind of careless or you care less about um, other people's emotions, you, ha- you, you know, it, it seems right. to me like, like lack of empathy is going to um, thrive with this kind of, uh, you know, these kinds of programs so right. yeah you're, you're raising kids to not be able to to detect emotions not really be feel attached to other people and that's gonna lead to a generation of sociopaths in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah well and it's not just in the schools though like i'll be out and about and see you know, teenagers riding their bikes together to go to the donut shop or something, and they'll all be wearing masks. So it's it's happening outside the school with some kids now as well. Right, speaker. Um, Sorry, I, know- I lost you there for a bit. My my mic cut out. Sorry. I know that you were going to talk about this digital license, but I real quick wanted to mention a couple of things that are positive about that, that's going on about the masks and some other mandates and uh, general um, screwiness going on with the school system. So in Virginia, you remember um, Yunkin, when he came into office, he signed an executive order to ban mask mandates in school. And then seven Virginia schools, including Loudoun County, uh, filed a lawsuit challenging Youngkin's executive order. And a judge issued a temporary restraining order allowing the school districts to to continue to impose these mask mandates. So now the parents and the students in Loudoun County and in Frederick County have filed these huge massive um, class action lawsuits against these school boards and they served them subpoenas and affidavits this week. Governor Yunkin has joined the Loudoun County class action lawsuit. So parents and um, kids are fighting back. It's just this back and forth, forth through the court systems between these school boards and the state governments who are imposing uh, or, or you know, uh, banning these types of mandates. 
Yeah. And so what they just showed here, though, is students walking up with stacks and stacks of documents that are signed affidavits from students and families who oppose unlawful mask mandates. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then same thing for um, Frederick County. That's also in Virginia. Um, Parents and students served them. Only a couple of them tried to skip out. Um, so they ran like the cowards that they are. Oh, go hide in your little cave. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I definitely think that we're, um, not only winning the narrative, but we're winning some legal battles and winning as far as, um, you know, the States, um, lifting these things too, and banning these types of mandates. But nice. definitely still, you know, have to continue the fight because, you know, it's like the governor issued an executive order in Virginia. Eh, who cares about that? We're going to do what we want to do anyways. Right. You have yeah. to just keep fighting. Right. So what's up with this digital license mm. out of Australia for children to use the Internet? Yeah, Corey sent me this the other day. So I had a quick quick read through it it's very interesting that it's starting in australia again now on 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 the surface things like this seem reasonable but uh it's it's interesting they're comparing this to like a pen license right i don't know if you had that in america but over here like we had to write with pencil until we could prove that we could write with pen uh and they actually call it a license yeah we called it like a pen license right um it's always been a thing Australia, especially when we were young. So until we could use, yeah, from kindergarten to like year four, until we could show that we could use a pen, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I was very excited when I got one as a kid. I remember it now. I was like, yeah, pen license. (laughs) And um, so, so yeah, it it was was a cool little thing for kids. Like I was like, it's a big deal for us when we get it. But with with this, an eSmart digital license program, to teach kids from a 10 to 14 there and they're trying to uh, put in another sort of system for younger kids. Now, I can get younger kids maybe, but what actually does this program entail? I mean, there's already blocks at school. Um, there's already things that you cannot do on school computers, such as view pornography and stuff like that. Those things are already firewalled and already protected, or, well, they should be. If your school right. hasn't done that, well, then school's doing something wrong. But generally, it is uh, the case. Now, what, 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 how, how are they going to show kids to use the internet responsibly? Are they just navigating them to, of course, uh, news media sites, which are all propaganda-filled? Yes, Based. Yeah, um, yeah, because they say this is all for the safety of children and to make sure they're not. What is it like? Not viewing misinformation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the cusp of it. At um, it, it's 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 just strange because like this sort of thing is something that you expect. Kids are so ahead of the curve now. Um, especially with things like iPads and stuff like that. I, I mean, I know four and five-year-olds that can control an iPad better than I can. Right. <laughs> um, like, genuinely, like, they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's it just seems like another form of indoctrination, another form of robotic behavior. This is what you search. This is what you look at. These are the sites you go to and just program that in their heads throughout their whole school life. So yeah. they never search for anything deeper. Right. They never and go to the parts of the web that are pushing free speech and free information. Right, right. It's definitely ingraining at a young age what are what sites are good, what sites are bad, what sites are misinformation, what sites are authoritative news, that kind of a thing. But I think it's also deeper than that. In the same way that the masks are meant to really just entrain children to be obedient and to comply, I think that a digital license to use the internet is in training children and preparing them so they don't ask questions when a digital identity for everyone is rolled out in order to be able to access the internet. Is that what you're thinking, Corey? So what I'm thinking is, and I haven't looked into eSmart, but my guess is in in obtaining this license, each child will have some form of a digital ID. And what the World Economic Forum has stressed repeatedly in their white papers, which I've been covering in my nine part series on the whole pre-K through adult life cradle to grave lifelong learning is that we are now called digital citizens and global digital citizens because everyone's going to be assigned IDs and they will all see us as numbers. So I highly suspect that this is more about that than anything else. Um, I just pulled up the the eSmart page and I'm trying to do like a quick glance through because I haven't had time to look at it. But uh, I would bet that this is all being tracked by child and therefore they are probably being assigned. Uh, oh yeah, I can see right here. One of their partners is Accenture, which is partnered with the Rockefellers in the whole digital identity scheme. So there you have it. Yep, there you go. So it seems like on the surface, yeah, it's like just kind of training kids to not ask questions and to only go to their approved sites mm -hmm. for authoritative news. Uh, none of that, oh, you know, independent journalism, that's going to bring you the truth. But also on a deeper level, getting them really young to be into this whole di digital identity agenda. Let me, let me just read this one section. Oh, I can't help it but laugh. I just, because these people, they just, you know, otherwise it gets under my skin and I'll just be angry all the time. So they say, complementing eSmart schools. The eSmart Digital License Plus complements the implementation of eSmart schools and eSmart membership and is aligned with eSmart Domain 5, which is an eSmart curriculum. <laughs> so... So there you have it. Anyone can go to, it's called uh, digitallicenseplus.org. And I don't know if this is, um, I suspect this is not strictly in Australia. They have probably branched out to many places. So this is something to keep our eyes on. Oh, for sure. Definitely. All right. So you guys want to get some updates on the Freedom Trekkers? Yes, oh, yeah. please. All right. Well, a lot of good stuff is coming out of the Freedom Trucker movement. And I'm just going to just whiz through a number of things that have kind of transpired over the past week or so. 
Um, a lot of provinces are dropping mandates. So Saskatchewan, they are dropping the proof of vax or test requirement on February 14th and dropping indoor mask mandates on the 28th. This is all in reaction really um, to the freedom truckers though many of these provinces will deny that, especially in Alberta. Alberta dropped the vaccine passports uh, requirement and mask ma mandates are coming to an end. But the premier Jason Kenney wanted everyone to know that the mandates were dropped out of his supreme benevolence and nothing at all to do with the of freedom truckers. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, other um, provinces, Quebec, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. I looked into Quebec and Prince Edward Island. You know, they're dropping some of the mandates, but COVID passport's still in effect. So it's like they're trying to appease people, but they don't want to get rid of their, you know, their main agenda, which is those passports, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, all dropping of mandates are not the same and equal. Um, Saskatchewan and Alberta look like they're going in the right direction. Other provinces are following behind, but um, it's definitely it moves in the right direction in response to the public outrage. And um, it looks like the police um, are starting to show signs uh, of, of um, solidarity with the truckers. So um, an Ottawa police officer reportedly, a staff sergeant resigned this week over mishandling of the freedom truckers and uh, rep there's reports that uh, let's see here that many of them um there's unusually high rates of uniformed officers taking stress leave vacation days and six days this is an indicator that people inside the police force aren't happy with the directions they're receiving from their political leaders and um, another kind of, you know, piece of evidence of that is some of these police officers and areas in Canada are actually coming out and speaking out about it and solidarity with the freedom truckers against the actions of the police. So um, it looks like there's actually some friction going on even within the police force, which is a good thing. Right. Um, but last Friday, uh, after the pressure of the police and the city council, uh, GoFundMe shut down the Freedom Truckers funds. Uh, but within hours, mm. a new fund through Gifts and Go um, was established and the money's flowing now. So, I mean, they've got over eight million um, in this gifts and go. So that's great to see. And also um, there have been reports of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and maybe others uh, attorney generals in the states. Uh, but I know Ken Paxton has already launched an investigation into GoFundMe's shady practices with this uh, Freedom Convoy uh, fund. So that's mm -hmm. good to see. Um, also this week, um, in the middle of the night, uh, the police conducted an operation to seize fuel from the truckers. Yeah, what the and, heck? Yeah, yeah. But the truckers kind of gave an update and they were like, nah, we're all good. We got plenty. We're, we're fine. <laughs> uh, so what yeah, then I saw tons of people with the empty gas cans all over the yep. place. That was great. Yep. So what did the, 
the people do? Well, they started the jerry can movement. Basically, they sent hundreds of people walking the streets with empty jerry cans, which has basically slowed down and frustrated the police efforts to stop fuel from flowing to the freedom truckers. So it was really <laughs> awesome to see that. <laughs> it's like everything that they're trying, they're just failing miserably. You know, they canceled That's the awesome. GoFundMe gifts. Oh, no problem. We've got gifts and go and we're good to go. And they tried to get rid of the fuel and okay, well, that this is what happens That's when you fun. F around and find out. So and they and, kicked off, didn't some truckers in New Zealand kick something off there too, I believe? Yes, yes. There have been um, some movements going on um, around the world, Europe. Uh, there's one planned in the US and I believe, well, I know there was one in Australia. I haven't updated on, gotten an update on where that's at right now. But the police are visibly frustrated and pissed off by their failures of every attempt to shut this thing down. And they spoke to the city council this week and asked for more reinforcement and more material support before the weekend, because I know more people are going to be flooding in this weekend. And uh, the police have even put out a statement this is kind of probably the most, um, I'd say, forceful statement that they've put out. And um, it says, you know, this is a message to the demonstrators of the Ottawa, from the Ottawa Police Service. You must immediately cease further unlawful activity or you face, may face charges. You could be arrested without a warrant for this offense. And they're referring to a mischief to property offense. So they're basically putting out threats that they're going to start arresting people um, in mass. And the freedom truckers are vowing that they're not afraid. They're, They're vowing to stand their ground. And they're saying, look, for every one person you arrest, we're just going to add three more protesters. There you go. That's the yeah. way to do it. There have been some reports um, of by freedom truckers of Fed infiltrators in the movement, yeah. you know, wearing wires, right. trying to entrap the peaceful freedom truckers by getting them to storm the parliament. Mm-hmm. But the truckers are wise to this and they have been rooting them out and exposing them. So um, good on That's them for awesome. that. Yeah, you know they're going to try every kind of dirty tactic, but oh yeah. As far as the narrative goes, the freedom truckers are absolutely winning the narrative. Public perception has totally shifted in their favor in Canada and around the world as I just mentioned, they're inspiring protests in Europe, the US, Australia. Meanwhile, Castro's son is totally losing <laughs> control. I mean, his regime is collapsing and you can see it um when the 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 ruling class is actually turning on him and heckling him in parliament so really all good to see i've just been watching you know some awesome live streams uh viva Frey has been doing some great ones and here's another one here they're called uh my treasure hunter but they have been you know doing some live streams there's you know just 24 seven live stream is going on. You can watch it and it totally uh, destroys their narrative of how these people are racist, bigoted, 
uh, xenophobic, uh, <laughs> terrorists. Now, every other label people, they can come up with. They're they're walking around. They're having fun. They're dancing. They're singing. They're hugging. Um, sharing food uh, everywhere that there, people go. There's like free food laid out for them and free drinks laid out for them and whatever other things that they need. I mean, it's I been an it. incredibly peaceful movement and they're vowing to stay peaceful. They know that if they stay peaceful, it's just going to show that whatever underhanded stuff the police or the regime try to pull, it just makes their point of their entire point of how this government has been tyrannical. So um, it's, it's working out beautifully for them and um, just more power to them. I hope that uh, things continue um, to go smoothly for them. Um, despite all of the um, attempts by the police and the regime to shut them down. I will say um, the rhetoric by the police force and their request for additional reinforcements and so forth before the weekend leads me to believe things could get a little bit heated this weekend. So just going to have to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to just not to take us back to a negative note, but I, I did a little poking around while you were talking. And this is definitely an international agenda here with this digital licensing deal, because it's not just in Australia, it's also in uh, New Zealand, and they're planning on rolling it out in Southeast Asia. And uh, Accenture is planned on taking their whole next gen strategy to teenagers around the world. And uh, additionally, use of the DQ global standard ensures that a common language surrounding digital intelligence is used to link, compare, and aggregate data related to each program's impact. So this is an international agenda one of the ways that they are going to aggregate data on the kids once again, and a way to implement their whole global digital citizen program yep, with a digital ID. Want. It's all about the passports and the digital ID. I mean, yeah. and they can't do it without their COVID excuse, which is completely crumbling <laughs> before their eyes and they're scrambling because they're losing the narrative. They're scrambling so much yep. that they have to issue bulletins about <laughs> how it's a terror threat. Okay, so DHS. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> DHS labels free speech as a terror threat. DHS issued this National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin this week. And in it, they're claiming that the heightened threat environment is fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, or malinformation introduced or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. So in (laughs) essence, DHS is labeling any speech other than the regime's narrative to be a terror threat. And those who speak out against the regime on the COVID jab program or really anything else for that matter, they're deemed to be threat actors at this point by DHS. And DHS is blaming those who speak, yeah, out against the government. My social score just went 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Zero to negative 100. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So in in general, it's the people's fault for speaking out, not the corrupt, illegitimate government who weaponizes every agency against the people. No, they're not to blame for losing the public's trust. No, it's the people who speak out against it who are the terror threat. I mean, obviously, they know they've lost the narrative. They've lost all the trust in this corrupt regime and they're losing control. So what do they do? put out a DHS bulletin scare tactic, just like they did with um, parents who were speaking out against um, kids, um, you know, being masked and indoctrinated right. in the schools. They're terror threats as well. So, right. It's knee jerk reaction when you know that the regime is losing control and collapsing. Um, yeah. So I looked at this as actually a sign that we are truly winning the narrative and they're afraid. Right. All right. Well, what do you guys think about <laughs> well about moving on to crack moving pipes. on <laughs> to, <laughs> moving on to <laughs> Biden regime handing out crack kits. <laughs> it, just, it just seems like a mocking to me, considering we know what Hunt has done. It just oh, I know. Like mocking, right? Absolutely we'll, absurd. We'll provide smoking kits to vulnerable communities. Okay. So give me the whole lowdown on this because I've seen a bunch of memes, but I didn't have time to see what this was, you know, what the gist was here. Okay, so Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. A $30 million program will provide smoking kits to vulnerable communities. This came out this week, and I'm sure the Biden regime wasn't too happy about the publicity it got. Um, but yeah, so, in so what's this report, the real this is, language that the Biden administration yeah, is using with this? I'm going to get to that real quick. Let me just okay. tell you. Okay. So the Washington Free Beacon put this out and they had spoken to a spokesperson. So I'm just going to read this off and then we'll talk about the regime's reaction. And then we'll talk about the wording that's actually in the grant or whatever. Okay. So yeah. The $30 million grant program, which closed applications Monday, will begin in May, will provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. Included in the grant, which is overseen by the DHS, or Department of Health and Human Services, sorry, are funds for smoking kits and supplies. Now, they spoke to a spokesperson from the agency who told them that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack, crystal, or any other illicit substances. Okay, so this report came out. Then Saki got up to the podium and was asked about this and she's like no 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 no, we're not doing the crack pipe thing that's that's misinformation you threat actor <laughs> terror threat <laughs> oh for spreading misinformation well so what the wording is actually safe smoking kits and supplies so it's very vague what exactly are in these kits but they also are providing syringes to people as well so you can shoot up uh compliments of the government and um these are some of the other and control the spread of infectious diseases okay yeah so they're gonna be handing out kits that are for a number of things whether it's safe sex kits safe smoking kits 
and apparently safe shooting up kits um, as a, mm -hmm, like a number mm -hmm. of things. So this is like a, you know, a hundred page long document. I don't have to go through the whole thing, but that's pretty much the, the gist of what these. Yeah, what exactly is a safe smoking kit? Right. Well, she was saying like lip balm is going to be in that. Oh, okay. come on. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They'll have to, you know, be more specific about what is exactly is in the safe smoking kit. But according to a uh, someone who works at the Department of Health and Human Services, they said that you know, crack, crack pipes are actually in it. And Saki um, has denied that. So it's, it's tough to say, but I'm sure with all of this publicity they've gotten, they've probably been like, hey, guys, nix the crack pipes. They're on to <laughs> right? us. Right. <laughs> okay, Good to see true. where our taxpayer dollars are going. I mean, they've they've been doing that in they've been doing this crap for forever though you know putting putting drugs into poor communities and keeping them keeping them down right and i think that this is again when you see how the regime is collapsing they're losing the narrative they're losing control it just seems to me like oh what's a way to distract people oh yeah i got it i got it let's get everybody on drugs Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get everybody completely drugged out so that they can go back to sleep so that yeah. we can get back to our corruption. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. All oh, right. Yeah. So you did a, a podcast this week with uh, Bards. I did. Yeah. Scott's a sweetheart. We, uh, we, we probably could have talked easily for a few more hours. We were just, we were just going back and forth on so many different topics. So that was, that was fun. Awesome. So everybody check that out because you said you guys just went through a whole range of topics. Yeah. Lots, lots of things to discuss. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to nutshell a lot of things, Edge. <laughs> wow. It was uh, tricky. I know Chris. that's hard for you, Corey. <laughs> I'm going to give you props for that. Good to see both of you guys going on different shows. Like the one you did the other week, Edge, and this one. It's good. It takes a lot. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to get on other shows and um, get some more exposure and just kind of like, you know, share the love, you know, support this community of people who are trying to speak the truth, get the news out, right? Uh, despite the censorship. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome to collaborate with some other amazing content creators whenever we can. So definitely check that one out. I thought we should um, close <laughs> with something I funny. Yet, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to something funny. All right. <laughs> Speaker, you want to set this up? Um, this, this is something Joe Rogan posted the other day. Of course, they're going after Joe Rogan really hard now. Um, it, even harder than usual, which seems to be such a threat at the moment and such an advocate for at least free expression or free communication uh, between people that uh, disagree. And that's, that's a lot of his podcasts, which is not a bad thing. But of course, in this day and age, we cannot have that. You have mm. to follow the paradigm. But uh, so he's been putting up a few of these uh, joking things lately. And this is, uh, <laughs> I don't know who this comedian is. I'd like to find out. But, Kyle um, Dunnigan. He's got, there you go. Kyle Dunnigan looks like he has a live show at 7 p.m. So 
on Thursdays. So yeah, but Joe Rogan's promoting it. And he's actually, this guy, Kyle Dunnigan is pretty funny. So uh, I think it's just awesome that, that Rogan's kind of poking the bear, so to speak, you know, like screw you. All right, hold on. Let me switch over the sound. The president of the United States, my fellow Jamaicans, our nation is in a crisis. The Decepticon variant Hobo 19 is still killing fat people. Inflation is destroying our fire jars, and now that Ukraine is being sexually, sexually raped. That is why I've asked Congress to order a full-scale attack on Joe Rogan. To uh, not 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 Joe Rogan, the, the Russian guy, the, the guy with the shirt, Pootie Tang, man, it's a bad dude. We, we, we gotta come together, man. Get this guy. He's got, he's got our cranes. He's got all the cranes. We, we need him for the bigger, better, better, better build back. The build back, better, better, the better. The better, better build back. The better, better build back. Better plan, man. You say it three times fast, pal. You say it. Guys, piece of shit. Guy over here. Anyway, let's start the show. I shoot my show. It's just funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. And pretty damn accurate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gotta find the funny got to <laughs> all right guys well thanks for joining us today on dig it with the speaker myself the sharp edge and Corey lynn of Corey's digs please be sure to share this podcast we're on BitChute, foxhole gab tv iHeartRadio, odyssey pilled rumbled soundcloud spotify stitcher TuneIn, and youtube and we'll see you back next time right here on dig it Thank you.